The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. People talk about Blue Monday, but I kind of like Mondays. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek at Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Monday, October 30th, 2023, Monday of the 30th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary. And our saint today is Saint Alphonsus Rodriguez. He was born in Segovia, Spain in 1532, the son of a wealthy merchant. He studied with the Jesuits, but had to return home when his father died. In Segovia, he took over the family business, was married, and had a son. That son died, as did two other children, and then his wife. Alfonso sold his business and applied to the Jesuits. He was accepted as a lay brother by the Jesuits. He underwent novitiate training and was sent to the island of Majorca. There he labored as a hall porter for 24 years. Alphonsus exerted a wondrous influence on many, not only the young students such as St. Peter Claver, but local civic and social leaders came to his porter's lodge for advice and direction. Obedience and penance were the hallmarks of his life, as well as his devotion to the Immaculate Conception. St. Alphonsus Rodriguez died in 1617. St. Alphonsus, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Dear Lord, I do not know what will happen to me today. I only know that nothing will happen that was not foreseen by you and directed to my greater good from all eternity. I adore your holy and unfathomable plans and submit to them with all my heart. For love of you, the Pope, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying for the Church that she may adopt listening and dialogue as a lifestyle at every level and allow herself to be guided by the Holy Spirit towards the peripheries of the world. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you're here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. I've been working in schools for a long time. Whether it's middle school or high school, boys or girls, you always end up surprised at the excuses kids will come out with to get out of doing homework, giving a test, or even coming to school. From the classic dog ate my homework, to others more complicated, including travel and injuries, sports, tournaments. Kids get very creative to get out of what they need to do. 
an excuse that will help them not fulfill their obligation. And this is kind of what we see in today's gospel. The Pharisees who are coming up with excuses on why Jesus shouldn't be helping this poor woman who has been suffering this illness for 18 years, being crippled by a spirit, bent over, completely incapable, standing erect. Jesus, seeing her, having mercy on her, calls her and says, Woman, you are set free of your infirmity. He laid his hands on her, and she at once stood up straight and glorified God. What should have been reason for joy, happiness, this woman had been healed, he could once again walk straight, became an attack on Jesus Christ. It was a Saturday, Sabbath. And the Pharisees are indignant. There are six days when work should be done, they say. Come on those days to be cured, not on the Sabbath day. He's not speaking to Jesus, but obviously he's being critical to what our Lord is doing. Hypocrites, our Lord will call him. Thank God Jesus Heal that woman. Thank God Jesus didn't give in to the easy excuse that would have kind of authorized him to not pay attention to this woman. But obviously, like everything else in the Gospels, this needs to be a reminder for us. Because we can be very much like these people who are indignant and these people that come up with excuses, even though we might not be in high school or middle school anymore, we still come up with excuses. Probably more elaborate excuses, but still excuses to not do what we need to do. Excuses to not live charity. Excuses to not forgive. And I've heard many of those excuses when it comes to high school or middle school. I think those excuses can be kind of forgiven because they're kids, first of all, but then also because, let's be honest, the things that are not that important, right? I mean, missing school one day is not the end of the world. I'm sure those of you who are students here would agree. Not turning in homework on a specific day is not the most important thing in the world. And I'm sure teachers here will not agree with me. Not giving a test. No one has died for that. But when it comes to adult excuses, they relate to things that are 
much more important, like the case that we just read in the Gospels. A woman who has been suffering for 18 years. That seems like a good reason to help this woman. Just like Jesus tells the Pharisees that when they have an ox or an ass and they're thirsty or hungry, even though it's a Sabbath, they still untie the ox from the manger and lead it out for watering. Because otherwise that ox would die if it doesn't get enough water. Sounds like an important reason to maybe not live the Sabbath too. The last coma. Well, saving this woman's life, healing her from her infirmity, was even more important than that. And many other things to which we find excuses in our lives as grown-ups, as adults, are also very important. Like forgiving. Your mom or your dad. For something maybe they've done to you in the past. For some hurt. Maybe something objective. And maybe it's been months or years that I haven't talked to them. That I haven't been nice to them. What's more important than being in good standing? In good relationship with our families? Forgiving them? Moving on? Or apologizing if that's what needs to be done? If we were the ones hurting others? We find excuses. We shelter ourselves behind something that seems reasonable to us. But that maybe isn't. Maybe the difficulties with a brother or a sister or a good friend. Maybe it's a problem at work. Maybe something I know I should do for a colleague or your wife or children. And we always come up with the perfect excuse that seems to make us even righteous, right? Because in the case of these Pharisees, I mean, they think they are being righteous because they are actually respecting the law. The Sabbath is so important. And it is, right? It was. The law is important. The Sabbath was important for the Jews. Jesus is not dismissing it. He's not saying that that's a ridiculous law because it wasn't. But there wasn't a good reason to not live charity. To not heal someone who was suffering. Just like our excuses probably are not good enough. And it's good that we bring them to Jesus Christ. And that we go to Him in our prayer. Like we're doing now, Lord, this is my excuse. Say it out loud to our Lord. In His presence. Even better if you're in church or in a chapel where Jesus is present in the tabernacle with his mother Mary nearby. Tell him your excuse out loud and see if it's something that he would say, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Or if he might be maybe saying like, hey, uh, yeah, that's a good excuse, but 
No. Go and apologize. Go and make up with that person. Go and live that act of charity. That's way more important. Swallow your pride and move on. What a good moment to ask these things to our Lord, to ask our Lady for her grace too, because it's not easy. Sometimes to forgive, to apologize, to do what needs to be done. Help us, Mother, that we may not find excuses. Thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find a lot more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. We'll begin this day of prayer in just three minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Monday, October 30th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek, and we begin this liturgical day as we join with the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant. The Lord, the valiant in war. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. 
Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. Bow down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your justice, set me free. Hear me and speedily rescue me. Be a rock of refuge for me, a mighty stronghold to save me. For you are my rock my stronghold. For your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Release me from the snares they have hidden, for you are my refuge, Lord. Into your hands I commend my spirit. It is you who will redeem me, Lord. O God of truth, you detest those who worship false and empty gods. 
As for me, I trust in the Lord. Let me be glad and rejoice in your love. You who have seen my affliction and taken heed of my soul's distress have not handed me over to the enemy, but set my feet at large. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Bow down down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am in distress. Tears have wasted my eyes, my throat, and my heart, for my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighs. Affliction has broken down my strength and my bones waste away. In the face of all my foes, I am a reproach, an object of scorn to my neighbors and of fear to my friends. Those who see me in the street run far away from me. I am like a dead man, forgotten, like a thing thrown away. I have heard the slander of the crowd. Fear is all around me as they plot together against me, as they plan to take my life. But as for me, I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. My life is in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of those who hate me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your love. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. How great is the goodness, Lord, that you keep for those who fear you, that you show to those who trust you in the sight of men. You hide them in the shelter of your presence from the plotting of men. You keep them safe within your tent from disputing tongues. Blessed be the Lord, who has shown me the wonders of his love in a fortified city. I am far removed from your sight, I said in my alarm. Yet you heard the voice of my plea when I cried for help. Love the Lord, all you saints. He guards his faithful, but the Lord will repay to the full those who act with pride. Be strong. Let your heart take courage, all who hope in the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. God of kindness and truth, you saved your chosen one, Jesus Christ, and you gave your martyrs strength. Watch over your people who come to you here and strengthen the hearts of those who hope in you, that they may proclaim your saving acts of kindness in the eternal city. Blessed be the Lord, 
for he has poured out his mercy upon me. Guide me in the way of your truth and teach me, for you are my saving God. From the Book of Wisdom It was the wicked who, with hands and words, invited death, considered it a friend, and pined for it, and made a covenant with it, because they deserved to be in its possession, they who said among themselves, thinking not aright, Let us oppress the needy just man, let us neither spare the widow, nor revere the old man for his hair grown white with time. But let our strength be our norm of justice, for weakness proves itself useless. Let us beset the just one, because he is obnoxious to us. He sets himself against our doings, reproaches us for transgressions of the law, and charges us with violations of our training. He professes to have knowledge of God, and styles himself a child of the Lord. To us, he is the censure of our thoughts. Merely to see him is a hardship for us, because his life is not like other men's, and different are his ways. He judges us debased. He holds aloof from our paths as from things impure. He calls blessed the destiny of the just, and boasts that God is his Father. Let us see whether his words be true. Let us find out what will happen to him. For if the just one be the Son of God, he will defend him and deliver him from the hand of his foes. With revilement and torture, let us put him to the test, that we may have proof of his gentleness and try his patience. Let us condemn him to a shameful death, for according to his own words, God will take care of him. These were their thoughts. But they erred, for their wickedness blinded them, and they knew not the hidden counsels of God. Neither did they count on a recompense of holiness, nor discern the innocent soul's reward. For God formed man to be imperishable, the image of his own nature he made him. But by the envy of the devil, death entered the world, and they who are in his possession experience it. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to to God. God. The wicked said, Let us be in wait for the just man, for he disapproves of our way of life, and calls himself the Son of God. Let Let us test test the truth of his words. God God will deliver deliver him from the hands of his enemies, if he truly is his Son. He trusted in God. Let God rescue him if he wants him. For he said, I am the Son of God. Let us test the truth of his words. God will deliver him from the hands of his enemies, if he truly is his Son. A reading from a letter to the Corinthians by St. Clement, Pope. Dear friends, take care that God's blessings, which are many, do not become the condemnation of us all. We must live lives worthy of Him, and in mutual harmony do what is good and acceptable in His sight. He tells us, The Spirit of the Lord is a lantern, searching the hidden places of our inmost being. We must remember how near He is, and that no thought of ours, no conversation we hold, is hidden from Him. 
It is right, therefore, that we should not turn our backs and flee from God's will. We should rather give offense to stupid and foolish men, puffed up and taking pride in their boastful speech, than give offense to God. Let us reverence the Lord Jesus, whose blood was shed for us. Let us respect those in authority. Let us honor the presbyters. Let us train the young in the fear of God. Let us lead our wives toward all that is good. Let them show by their conduct that they are lovers of chastity. By their gentleness, let them reveal a pure and sincere disposition. By their silence, let them manifest the control they have over their tongues. Let them bestow an equal charity, without respect for persons, on all who have a holy fear of God. Your children must share in the way of discipleship in Christ. They must learn how effective humility is before God, what chaste love can accomplish with God, how good and noble is the fear of God, for it brings salvation to all who possess it and who live holy lives with a pure heart. The one whose spirit is in us is the searcher of our thoughts and of the counsels of our hearts. At his will he shall take that spirit from us. All this is strengthened by the faith that comes to us in Christ. He himself addresses us through the Holy Spirit and says, Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Is there a man who wants life, desiring to see good days? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking what is false. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and go in pursuit of it. The Father is merciful in all he does and full of generosity. He is loving to those who fear him. In goodness and gentleness he gives his graces to those who approach him with undivided hearts. We must then put away all duplicity and not be distrustful in the face of his excelling and ennobling gifts. Bless the Lord God at all times, and ask him to guide you in his paths, so, so that, that all that you do may be rooted in him. Ask God to guide you, that you may do what is pleasing to him in sincerity and with all your strength, so, so that, that all that, that you do may be rooted in, in him. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, Increase our faith, hope, and charity, and make us love what you command, so that we may merit what you promise. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. The Letter of the Law versus the Spirit of the Law Our Lord teaches in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday, October 30th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek, and in today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord performs a healing and then is rebuked for doing it on the Sabbath. Today's Gospel is from the 13th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Now, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. When Jesus saw her, he called her. Woman, you are freed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands upon her, and immediately she was made straight. 
and she praised God. But the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his ass from the manger and lead it away to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? As he said this, all his adversaries were put to shame and all the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. More than anything else, the Lord taught something that we are called to imitate, and that is compassion. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. In today's Gospel, St. Luke recounts an incident that happened when Jesus was teaching in a synagogue on the Sabbath. And there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. Without a word being spoken, Jesus is moved with compassion for her. He called her and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands upon her, and immediately she was made straight, and she praised God. But the ruler of the synagogue became indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath. With his shriveled heart, he could not comprehend the majesty of the divine mercy that had freed this woman from so much anguish. He was zealous for the observance of the letter of the law, but he was unable to grasp that God was well pleased with this miraculous healing. His heart was cold and his mind closed. He could not appreciate the true meaning of what had happened. The Messiah, foretold by the scriptures, was standing right in front of him, and yet he had no hesitation in rebuking Jesus and the people around him. There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. As on other similar occasions, the Lord does not remain silent. Then the Lord answered him, You hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his ass from the manger and lead it away to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for eighteen years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? This woman, the daughter of Abraham, has far greater value in the Lord's eyes than does a beast of burden. As he said this, all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. The woman was freed from the spirit of infirmity that had enslaved her. Now she could stand up straight and look at Christ. She could look up to heaven. She could see the world and everyone around her. We should meditate frequently on these passages that reveal the Lord's great mercy. Jesus shows his refinement and affection not only to a small group of disciples, but to everyone, to the holy women, to representatives of the Sanhedrin, 
like Nicodemus, to tax collectors like Zacchaeus. He shows it to sick and healthy people, to teachers of the law and pagans, to individuals and to crowds. The Gospels tell us that Jesus had no place to rest his head, but they also tell us that he had many good close friends eager to have him stay in their homes when he was in the vicinity. They tell us of his compassion for the sick, of his sorrow for those who were ignorant or in error, his anger at the money changers who profaned the temple. The prayerful consideration of these scenes in the gospel should lead us to have greater confidence in Jesus, especially when we ourselves are in need. May we struggle hard to lift up our hearts from the material world. We can never pass by pain or misery with indifference. We should react with the heart of the Master and have compassion on our neighbors. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers and you'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. We join the whole church in prayer once again along with all the angels and saints. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? When When will I come to the end of my pilgrimage and and enter enter the the presence of God? Like the deer that yearns for running streams, so my soul is yearning for you, my God. My soul is thirsting for God, the God of my life. When can I enter and see the face of God? My tears have become my bread, by night, by day, as I hear it said all the day long, Where is your God? 
These things will I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would lead the rejoicing crowd into the house of God, amid cries of gladness and thanksgiving, the throng wild with joy. Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God, I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. My soul is cast down within me as I think of you, from the country of Jordan and Mount Hermon, from the hill of Mizar. Deep is calling on deep, and the roar of waters. Your torrents and all your waves swept over me. By day the Lord will send his loving kindness. By night I will sing to him, praise the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, Why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning, oppressed by the foe? With cries that pierce me to the heart, my enemies revile me, saying to me all the day long, Where is your God? Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God. I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, when your strength takes possession of us, we no longer say, Why are you cast down, my soul? So now that the surging waves of your indignation have passed over us, Let us feel the healing calm of your forgiveness. Inspire us to yearn for you always, like the deer for running streams, until you satisfy every longing in heaven. When will I come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. Lord, show Show us the radiance of your mercy. Come to our aid, O God of the universe, and put all the nations in dread of you. Raise your hand against the heathen, that they may realize your power. As you have used us to show them your holiness, so now use them to show us your glory. Thus they will know, as we know, that there is no God but you. Give new signs and work new wonders. Show forth the splendor of your right hand and arm. Gather all the tribes of Jacob, that they may inherit the land as of old. Show mercy to the people called by your name, Israel, whom you named your firstborn. Take pity on your holy city, Jerusalem your dwelling place. Fill Zion with your majesty, your temple with your glory. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. The vaults of heaven ring with your praise, O Lord. 
The The vaults of heaven ring with your praise, O Lord. The heavens proclaim the glory of God, and the firmament shows forth the work of his hands. Day unto day takes up the story, and night unto night makes known the message. No speech, no word, no voice is heard, yet their span extends through all the earth, their words to the utmost bounds of the world. There he has placed a tent for the sun. It comes forth like a bridegroom coming from his tent, rejoices like a champion to run its course. At the end of the sky is the rising of the sun. To the furthest end of the sky is its course. There is nothing concealed from its burning heat. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. To enlighten the world, Father, you sent to us your word as the Son of Truth and justice shining upon mankind. Illumine our eyes that we may discern your glory in the many works of your hands. The The vaults of heaven heaven ring ring with with your praise, O Lord. A reading from the book of Jeremiah. When I found your words, I devoured them. They became my joy and the happiness of my heart, because I bore your name, O Lord God of hosts. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Sing a new song to the Lord. Give him the praise that is due. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Blessed be the Lord, for he has come to his people and set them free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the Lord, for he has come to his people and set them free. Let us pray. Our Savior has made us a nation of priests to offer acceptable sacrifice to the Father. Let us call upon him in gratitude. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Christ, eternal priest, you conferred the holy priesthood on your people. Grant that we may offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to the Father. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. In your goodness, pour out on us the fruits of your Spirit. Patience, kindness, and gentleness. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. May we love you and possess you, for you are love. And may every action of our lives praise you. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. May we seek those things which are beneficial to our brothers without counting the cost. To help them on the way to salvation. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Almighty Father, you have brought us to the light of a new day. Keep us safe the whole day through from every sinful inclination. May all our thoughts, words, and actions aim at doing what is pleasing in your sight. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. And so there's the beginning of Monday for you. Morning Air with John and Glenn is coming up in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the Relevant Radio app. You go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.